the Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Plenty happening in the Holy Land at the moment. Welcoming uh, Anthony Reich, our correspondent from Israel, to the Afternoon Overdrive. Anthony, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. And of course, uh, we have to start by wishing our Muslim uh, listeners Eid uh, al-Peter, uh, Eid al-Adha, it is their... Um, uh, the Eid, and of course, it also coincides with the Hajj, and this huge pilgrimage that takes place to Mecca. Two million people apparently wow. on Mount Arafat, just outside of Mecca. Um, some pictures coming through today of that particular scene. It's truly a fascinating one. So um, uh, we uh, do uh, wish uh, our Muslim listeners uh, a good Eid, and let's hope that. Uh, the, the, the festival of the sacrifice, which is Eid al-Adha, um, will be a good one for them. Indeed, Anthony, joining you there and wishing all our Muslim listeners a blessed Eid. Let's now start off with what is happening in the Holy Land. And my first question to Israel's cyber chief has focused on Iran as the main threat to Israel's digital infrastructure. The question is, uh, is Iran the main threat, the culprit behind this? Well, um, I think that there is a certain um, element of truth behind this, and this was a speech that was given earlier today by uh, the Israeli cyber chief, the head of the National Cyber Directorate in Israel, uh, Brigadier General Gabi Portnoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was giving a speech highlighting the threats to Israel's uh, digital infrastructure. And, of course, he issued the strong warning which was directed at Iran. But here is the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is, what about Russia? Russia Mm -hmm. wasn't mentioned anywhere in his speech and was pretty conspicuous by its absence because we do know that there's been a lot said about Kremlin-linked hacker groups uh, uh, um, that have apparently been involved in targeting Israeli networks over the years. Uh, and in fact, um, there was one of the newspapers who interviewed um, Brigadier General, Brigadier General uh, Portnoy afterwards, and they asked him about his omission of Russia, and he kind of really just skirted around the issue of Russia, but saying that the National Cyber Directorate are vigilant and ready for all attacks uh, and without specifically mentioning Russia. So I think that this is very much along the uh, strategy that Israel is currently following of mm-hmm. trying to avoid being too critical of Russia, trying to get on, tr- trying to avoid getting on Russia's wrong side. Not quite sure to what extent the events of last weekend have influenced um, this particular um, uh, this particular strategy that's being uh, pursued by Israel at the moment. But there can be little doubt that um, Iran is certainly one of the main hacker instigators. And there's this group called uh, the Muddy Water Hacker Group, and they are linked to Iran's Ministry of Intelligence. And we've been able to actually go down to the level of even identifying individuals, never mind organizations or IP addresses, individuals who apparently have been involved in trying to carry out hacks on Israeli cyber um, networks. And so, 
Um, certainly Iran is a major instigator. Iran, Hezbollah, they're all involved in cyber operations against okay. Israel. But there seems to be little doubt in everybody's mind that Russia should be featuring somewhere on the agenda as well. Indeed, just as a matter of interest also, Anthony, okay, you did mention uh, Hezbollah and Iran, of course, Russia. Any other major, shall we say, players that uh, perhaps have been identified also up to this point or suspected um, of? Well, I mean, there aren't any other kind of major plays in the market of mm. the size of Iran um, or Russia, um, which we believe is a major play, even that goes unmentioned. But one sure. of the things that um, Gabby Portnoy did mention was that there is a collaborative endeavor right now which involves Microsoft and, interesting, interestingly, the United Arab Emirates, where there is a, a joint activity to establish a platform for cyber investigations and for knowledge sharing and that involves not only Microsoft and the UAE, but indeed 40 other countries as well mm -hmm. around the world in an attempt to try to somehow uh, align different countries with um, trying to combat ransomware and other cyber attacks. Sure. Anthony, okay, let's move on from uh, everything technological to other things political now. Let's look at President Herzog calling a Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas to condemn violence against Palestinian uh, civilians. So uh, what, was, what was said during this uh, conversation? Well, the call was ostensibly uh, President Herzog calling Mahmoud Abbas um, to wish him uh, greetings on the occasion of Eid al-Adha, the Muslim holiday that we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and while he was talking to him, he uh, thought that it would be appropriate to stress the need for the fight against terrorism and incitement, including the activities that have been instigated by some settler groups, by some Jewish groups against Muslim civilians. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Israeli government are really trying to go out of their way to show that this is really not acceptable, even though it seems to have got a little bit out of control. And in fact, ministers within the Israeli government have even been um, supporting the idea of this vigilante type activity where uh, Jewish groups have gone on the rampage and have threatened uh, the lives of um, Muslims, Arabs who live in the local areas within, particularly within Judea and Samaria. Um, and this has gone on um, already for about a week or so um, at this sort of level. Um, but uh, President Herzog was very open with uh, the uh, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and saying that this is really not okay. He actually condemned these vigilante attacks by Israelis on Palestinian civili civilians. Um, and that wasn't the only condemnation because uh, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant also spoke with his sort of counterpart in the Palestinian Authority, a senior official, uh, Hussein al-Sheikh, uh, also mentioning these recent attacks on Palestinians mm. and just mm. simply saying that this is not acceptable. Um, and in fact, there was a readout that came out from the Defense Ministry, which uh, read that uh, Israel views the violence used by extremist elements against Palestinian citizens in recent days with severity and emphasized that Israel will work to bring the perpetrators to justice. So this was really the content of the conversation between sure. um, Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant with his uh, Palestinian Authority counterpart. This has become a really, really big issue within mm -hmm. Israel and within the Israeli government in particular. And I think that the president has stood up and said, 
there is no excuse for this sort of behavior. And even if people might have strong feelings and people might be um, very much uh, trying to revenge the deaths of those four Israeli civilians who were killed um, at the uh, petrol station attack uh, and in the Hummus shop, um, that is also clearly not okay. And those individuals were ultimately uh, um, accosted and they were actually killed in, in shootouts wow. between the security forces and themselves. But, um, of course, the, the um, Jewish communities around those areas have really reacted with great anger mm. to those events and have thought that it's okay to undertake this sort of vigilante-type sure. activity, which, of course... Um, Israel's democracy really doesn't tolerate. Indeed, Anthony. Action speaks louder than words. Let's just see what conversation our conversation we will have at a later stage regarding all those being brought to book. Let's put that aside now and look at this uh, a leading judicial reform protester. Let's look at the judicial process now, in a sense, and this uh, leading judicial reform protester being arrested yesterday, then released soon afterwards. Tell us more about that. Well, this was quite an event because um, Isaac Medina is considered to be one of the leaders of the judicial reform process. And it was um, made known on social media that he'd mm. been arrested and taken in for questioning at a police station in Petach Tikva. Um, it seems as if, though, um, he had been approached by the police and presented himself willingly for questioning to the police station. But when word got, got out on social media that... Um, he had been taken in for questioning. The judicial reform protest movement went into top gear, and mm-hmm. within no time at all, there was a huge group of protesters who were outside the Pedagtik police station right. where he was being questioned. He was released later in the evening, um, and the police said that he was free to go home um, and was not um, under any restriction, as far as we could, uh, as we could, as far as we could ascertain. Mm-hmm. But the the judicial reform movement really, sorry, the anti-judicial reform movement really saw this as an infringement of civil rights. And they felt that if judicial, anti-judicial reform protesters were going to be taken in for questioning about activities that they were planning rather than for things that they've undertaken already, which potentially are against the law, then this is kind of um, getting to the stage where Israel's democracy is being infringed upon, where sure. people are being arrested, taken in for questioning, even without having committed any crime. And there had been a huge call to arms for all protesters to come out on the streets across Israel, not only at the police station, uh, and to take this issue up on the streets in the event he was released um, and went home. And so the um, kind of intensity of the situation was reduced substantially by the fact that he was released. But and there is a concern that yeah. the Israeli security mm-hmm. is trying to get involved, uh, questioning people about plans that they do carry, uh, plan to carry out. Mm-hmm. And in particular, this case of Itzik Medina, where the security services were accusing him of planning to carry out violent activities. I should emphasize that in all the 24-odd weeks that we've seen the anti-judicial reform protests going on, there haven't been cases of violence. It's all been very peacefully mm-hmm. carried out. So I don't know why at this stage they would suddenly feel mm-hmm. that there has a, there's a violent element to it. Um, that seems to be unfounded at the moment. Mm-hmm. But certainly we are at a very, very critical stage of the judicial reform process, the government trying to push things through, um, yeah. trying to water 
the, the, the reform down a little bit and to, to potentially push some of the reforms through. It's still not quite clear at the moment what the government plans to do in terms of these reforms. Indeed, Anthony, it seems uh, here we go again with the judicial reform process, and let's see what's going to transpire also from that issue as of uh, now until tomorrow when we chat again, where at least when Ronin and I meet again to chat about uh, the Israel report. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Great chatting to you. And, uh, yeah. Take care. Have a good evening. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Reich, uh, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land at the moment.